0: Good evening my Isai, continuing along here in another week, beginning with our Khabis Abas here Peregimel. And we had started at the end of last week the twelfth Khajbin. And this twelfth Khajbin was that when a person finds himself, we extended it if we see it by others, but certainly when a person knows that he has this passion and he's putting his all, he's putting a tremendous amount of effort into building up his his uh, wealth in this world building up his uh, his great uh, financial portfolio or expanding on his assets and he puts in a lot of effort into it and he he networks with those people who can get him to to the goals that he has set for himself and he realizes that he's really Uh, focusing a lot of his energy and his time into that, and uh, at the same time he's neglecting some of his obligations to store away provisions for the next world. So we mentioned there's a couple of ways to look at this, the uh, Sam Safer's way that he explained is that if we could understand and appreciate how much effort you put into even the mundane, we should at least then equal that, we should at least, on the other side, give as much of that passion and that drive and that focus when it comes to also the Torah and the mitzvahs that we perform as well. But now, the Vesemovus is continuing, Ve'evsher, he's trying to dissuade a person at least to get the person to put it into perspective of how much effort he truly is putting into worldly matters. Because vavsheh shatiya yigiyase larik, person sometimes puts in so much time into trying to accumulate wealth or expand his wealth, and it could be that it's all for naught. It could be the extra effort that he makes is for naught. Yigiyase larik, all of his effort is for naught. All he comes up with is a lot of fatigue, exhaustion, frustration, because he came up empty-handed. And you know, there's, there's no word, uh, there's no surety in this. The Novi tells us already, doesn't matter, even the brightest people out there, even the wisest people, the smartest ones, are not always the wealthiest. They're not, the, always the, always, not always the not always the ones who are successful in business. And that, Shlomo was trying to impress upon us, that don't think, well, because I'm so smart that I have a good business acumen, therefore I'm going to make it. You know, there's a famous statement. I think it comes from, uh, I don't think it's Winston Churchill. I think it's an American statement. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Who was the guy who said that one? He certainly never learned chavis of this because it's not really true. It's not true. Yes, we put in our effort and we have to, but we always have to know the source and the address to all success. And here he's showing that he says, "Listen, sometimes a person comes up empty-handed, and all he has is just exhaustion and all of the toil, and nothing to show for it." Then he sometimes. You do achieve at least a portion of what you hoped for, but still, Shema Loyiimi Menu, maybe he'll not, he will not have anything from it, He's going to be there to guard it and to protect it from any mishaps, protect it from getting lost from, from being decreased. And why would Hashem just allow him to be the the uh, protector of that? So there are times, you know, sometimes you take a long view of history. You know, we, we sometimes look at what's today, what's next week. And you take a long view of history, say, wow, look at that guy, interesting. You know, he worked for decades trying to build up his wealth. And his plan was, when he gets... He's going to be 72 years old. And after he gets to his comfort zone of where he has his wealth, then he's going to move to Florida, buy a few acres with a nice golf course over there, and then spend the rest of his time relaxing and doing recreational things and playing golf and enjoying himself. And he gets over there, and the next thing he knows, a few weeks later, he suffers a stroke. His wife ends up being t- t- taking care of him, and they sometimes exhaust all of their money just on the doctor bills and the various assisted uh, aids that they need, or sometimes they don't even make it that far, and they leave their money to others. And in Shemaim, they said, oh, that's exactly our plan. Our plan was that he should work hard for decades and decades, because we wanted his offspring, or the person who will inherit him, to end up with that money. Now, we don't have to look at the at all situations, as doomsday. You know, don't try to earn any extra money because who knows what will happen with it. But it comes to say we should put it into perspective. Don't think, you know, oh, yeah, that's what we got to do. That's the that's the, the dream in this world. You got to build up till you make it, till you make it, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, till, oh, now I'm ready. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen this, just so many examples of this. You know, there were people who took millions of dollars. Pretty good, you have to have millions of dollars. Most of us didn't even have that. But there were those who had millions of dollars, and they invested in it. They invested it in a, in a secure fund, a secure investment, which they're going to get tremendous return on their investment. And they, some of them, I know a particular person... Nebuchadnezzar, he's not living in a He's a tremendous Talmud Chachem. And he invested basically all of his life savings. Now he had a good plan. His plan was, he he worked as a as a as a Rav and in, in, as a teacher for many, many years. And then he took all his life savings. He says, now he wants to go spend the rest of his time just being able to learn. And he invested all of his life savings. And many invested millions with Nebuchadnezzar, this Jew. Mr. Madoff, and they thought, shh, we're going to make so many more millions from it. And what happened in the end of the day, what happened? The whole thing was just one big Ponzi scheme. It was a farce, the whole thing, and it was all the while just going down the tubes. I mean, he was was pretty... uh, a pretty shrewd guy what he was doing. Obviously, he paid out the first few years he was paying people out from other people's money until there was nothing left. Nothing left. Comparatively, from the $50 billion that he, people invested with him, almost nothing left. So, you see that? You look at such a situation. Why did Hashem do that? And there were good people, and there were institutions you, who, who lost millions of dollars. Why did Hashem do that? Well, one thing the comes some others here is clearly telling us, don't think that ah, you'll just you work hard and you'll put in your effort and you do your homework and then it's going to be smooth sailing. It's not like that. Just look at history. You don't even have to look at hundreds of years of history. You just have to look at maybe five, ten years of history. Look at what happens. It doesn't always come out like that. He's not saying that's always going to end up like that. But he says, For after, sure it could be. So therefore we put into perspective you know, how much effort is a person going to put in to make sure that He's so secure in this world look people have tried it and people have invested so much time and they end up with just frustration and misery even if they get some of it could be they won't be privileged to enjoy that wealth in Bechayev, sometimes it happens in their own lifetime like we explained before like the Pasuk says of sometimes he loses it. He, he thought that's it. He's going to have it now and then just re- spend the rest of his life in uh, in great financial security. And he, has, he loses it all and someone else takes it. <speaking in Hebrew> he dies prematurely. Like the passage says in Tehilim, <speaking in Hebrew> And they leave to others their wealth. So he said, <speaking in Hebrew> The Chochum <speaking in Hebrew> already has warned us about the effort and the diligence that we put in La bes b'mammet to those people who try to accumulate wealth. We're talking about wealth beyond what a person needs to live, what a person needs to to even take vacations to be able to to be calm and get back to himself and re-energize himself. But the the to the point of just having hordes and hordes of of money in the bank. Like the says in Mishleif, Don't put in so much effort to become massively wealthy. Hold back from all of your thinking about it and investing so much time and effort into it. And he says right over there in that passage, because sometimes what happens is, You blink your eye and it's gone. And others, it happens. And it happens often enough that Shlom HaMelech says we should be able to see it. That don't be fooled by the fact that, well, I see there are so many wealthy people and there are people who are enjoying themselves. You know, those are the ones that we hear about. Those are the ones that promote themselves. Those are the ones who have the name and the, uh, in glitter. But there are so many others who have had upsets. There are so many us who thought they would be like those and it never happened. And that's what Shlom HaMelech says. That's David HaMelech. He uh, strengthened us. So Shlom HaMelech's father, David HaMelech, says, "Listen, if you want the 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 real formula, the best formula for how much effort a person should put into earning a living." those who gain from the toil of their hand they work they even work hard they work hard but they they put in a, a, a normal day's work they don't work endless hours they don't work extra hours and they'll say well let me work on the weekend so I can make more they, they earn a living properly, honestly uh, someone who's benefits from the he is the happy one and the Gemara tells us he'll be happy in this world and he'll be good for him in the next world why? because a person who's able to live and be satisfied with earning a day's living earning money that he's able to then live properly so he's happy in this world, he's happy with his chilek, his lot. he lives securely in this world, and then he's also able to then focus and spend the time for things that pertain to the next world. We don't take any of our money to the next world. It doesn't ma- even if you have FDIC, it doesn't matter. Even if you put it in a Swiss bank account, we don't take it to the next world. We don't take any of our wealth to the next world. The only part of our wealth that we take to the next world is what we give away from our wealth for the proper things like tzedakah. That's what the Gemara tells us. That remains with us forever. But the, so that's what Shlom HaMelech here and David HaMelech tell us. This is, this is the right perspective to, to think about. V'Chain. So we have time for the one more over here. This is an amazing thing. What he talks about over here, now this chosid is interesting. I'll just leave you who this chosid is. There's a pasuk in Mishlei in Perek. Uh, where is this Perek Lamed? So Perek Lamed in Mishlei, the the uh, Perek begins. Divrei Ogur ben Yoke. Hamasa. So that whole Perik in Mishle, which is all Chochmah, wisdom, supposedly from Shleim HaMelech, but this Perik starts Ogur ben Yokeh. Who was Agur ben Yokeh? So most Mepharshim, like Rashi and others, explain it's another euphemism, it's another way of describing Shleim HaMelech and giving us over Chochmah. But the Ezra says that actually this Agur ben Yokeh was a different Chochm, but Shleim HaMelech took his Chochmah from Ogre ben and incorporated it into his Sefer Mishle. And this Ogre ben has a piece of wisdom for us in Mishle Pereklamet. In Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow night we'll discuss what it is. HaGutenacht.